Coming up tonight on Match Wrestling. Christian Cage is officially TNT champion. WWE has another talent fire sale to do every fucking year. We predict this Sunday's Wrestle Dream and Jade Cargo is officially signed to WWE. Don't start loving her now, you fucking me suckers. <laughs> it's Thursday. You know what that means. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez. Welcome to Max Wrestling. This is episode 447. And since Promomania is going to be a two part, two episodes in one week, that means we are officially one year away today from our 500th episode. Oh my goodness. It seems like a lifetime away when you say 500 episodes, but it's literally a year away now. Seriously, though. Oi. Um, but yes, WWE have done it again. Pink slips all around. But hey, at least we got Nia Jax back. Sorry to collect myself. But before we get into this week's Megham, before make sure you subscribe to YouTube, maxwrestling.com forward slash YouTube or YouTube.com forward slash maxwrestling. That's what it is. And follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And find us on the Max Wrestling Podcast at our beautiful website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. But first, let's take a look at the group recaps. Um, Chris, very active again. Nice to see. Um, he also commented on YouTube last week saying that he's trying to get people talking, which is exactly what we want from the Facebook group. Keep it up. Get him so, uh, I mean, let's let's kick it off right away with Jade because like four or five people posted about it as soon as the news broke. Um, it was huge. It came from it Travis. It came from Chris. It came from DC. Um Jade Cargill is officially in WWE. I know we said last week that we we were hoping it was bullshit or or it sounded like bullshit, but I guess she lied saying she was happy working in AEW and it was the only place she ever wanted to work and blah blah blah. But whatever. Um, I, I'm I mean I'm happy for her, but if she hadn't have said all that shit, then I'd be even happier. I don't like mm-hmm. it when people talk, say something, and then do something else. But anyway, um huge loss for AEW. I don't care what anybody thinks about Jade. WWE are treating her like a megastar, so you oh, yeah. know that they're taking this seriously. Like, when's the last time they hired... I mean, Jade's only been going like two, three years. I'm about to say, she's... Remember, she's still fresh in the biz. She's very still fresh. And fresh. They're treating her like they just signed Ronda Rousey again. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of nice. It's kind of yeah. nice. Um. I will. I will admit that. Yeah, I was in. We were. I was in the same boat as you because it was like, well, you said these things, so we felt like you're not gonna go anywhere. But in all reality, in all reality, uh, Kenny said it beautifully. Wrestlers are gonna leave and go to other promotions. It's yeah. what happens. We're probably gonna get some fucking e- former E guys. There might be some more AEW cats going to WWE. This is where it's like the walls of the, oh, well, my company is better than your company. That just break it down. Just stop enough. Like, again, yeah, I mean, we're about to start swapping the balls out of a lot of motherfuckers. Okay. We're probably going to see Edge in AEW. Probably. So, yeah. like, we need to get used to this. This is going to be a thing. Yeah, somebody, uh, the Wrestling World Facebook group would always say, um, oh, well, this feels like WCW. I'm like, yeah, but positive, right? This, this yeah. is the positive one. Yeah. But it's very negative for Tony because he has made a... He's lost a huge... I don't say a huge draw. I don't know how much of a draw Jade was in AEW, but the fact that WWE are, like, making this huge deal out of signing an AEW homegrown talent is a big punch in the face to Tony. 
No, it's a huge one. He took it a little personally and even fumbled and fumbled over his words during the media scrum and the whole oh, whatever. I can't comment which, on that. Which is what he does. It's just <laughs> this fucking guy. And it's like, dude, just we wish her the best in her future endeavors. That's it. You can be professional. Instead, you got to make it personal and you made yourself look like a fucking idiot. He let her slip away in the first place. I, I mean, was, thank you. this is probably his second biggest loss since Cody. Yeah. You, you should have kept Cody because look at him you, now. You, you should have kept Cody, but then again, you know, you Cody couldn't give Cody what he wanted. Cody wanted an out. There was a lot of, you know what I mean? There was a lot. There was a lot in that one. It was like, uh, it was like it was like the Harry Kane kind of deal. You know what I mean? Like he says he wanted to be there, but motherfucker, the second he could dip, he was gone. So, yeah. and it's fine. More power to him. More power to him. You know what I mean? But in this instance as well, you had somebody that you could have made your AEW Women's Champion put on a hundred day win spree. You had a female Goldberg that had that also had sex appeal. Had could garner attention of the little kids too. She was Bianca. She was a, 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 a more green version, probably better body, Bianca. Yeah. You had your top female black star. There you go. And you said, eh. And, and like okay. you said, suddenly everybody's on the Jade hype train because she is. WWE have snatched an AEW homegrown talent and they're pushing her already. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all the E-drones love Jade. And even the AEW diehards who never really gave her a chance. Like, we mm. used to shit on her, and but we admitted she improved. And she did improve. There's still people out there that won't admit she's improved. I was just going to say, I was like, for where we started to where she got and, 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 and us following it, Every time we seen her, we kept saying, she's gotten better. She's getting better. She's getting better. She's getting better. To the point where it was, dude, fuck it. She's a good, she's good. Excuse me. She's good enough. You know what I mean? I hate saying it like that because I feel like that's diminishing it. But it was, she's good enough to be your AEW Women's Champion because she has, she ticks all the other boxes. But that, like, in-ring one, you're like, eh, I like half-shade it. You know what I'm saying? But it still checked the box. So now... Watch her, watch her blow past NXT. Watch her go right to the fucking main. Watch yeah. her do minimal, and they gonna they will continue to build her. Oh yeah, there's there's no way they're promoting her like this, and she's going to NXT. She's going straight to the main roster. Oh yeah, but like like we said, her in ring ability is fairly her weakest point. It, mm-hmm. Not terrible. It's gotten better, like we said, but it's her weakest point. But look at what's happened. WWE signed her and she's gone straight to the PC. And we've mm-hmm. seen so many photos of her there day after day. Mm-hmm. No, she's she's putting in work just like she did in AEW. But that's the other thing. That's where I think it's going to make it easier for her. In AEW, it is the land of wrestling. And please mm-hmm. understand that when I keep saying it to these people that keep thinking that these are the same kind of companies. They're not. They yeah. have a similar product that they give you. But they're not the same. AEW is wrestling. It is what do you know? What can you show? How can you prove? Can you put on bangers? Blah, 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 blah. WWE, you can hide a green talent. You can hide somebody that doesn't have that moveset. Oh, there's a lot of them. Like, the hell, I remember when Miz sucked ass. You remember when Miz sucked ass for like 10, 11 years? There you go. (laughs) There's There's so many. 
It, but here she, I mean, she can come in and within like two years, look at the look, look at how Bianca, look at where Bianca started and look at where Bianca is now. And you're going to have, mm-hmm. so, again, somebody who's almost a carbon copy of her, but probably a little more, no, definitely a lot more attitude. More, Amazonian. a little more, yeah. <laughs> she it just it's gonna work it's gonna work so well but she's going to improve they're gonna have the right people there and again it, none of this is a bag on aew's coaching staff on their anything it is just it's a different world yeah wwe titan all those bolts um mm-hmm. but i i, I can't explain nia Jax. that's a different story I, but um <laughs> the, the question is when does jay debut um Tony Gonzalez commented uh, she's going to be the reason why Becky loses her title at No Mercy. I mean, are we going to see her on TV that quickly? Uh, no Mercy is next week, NXT I think. NXT champion. Yeah. So you're going to have her be NXT champion? Or just nah, cost her the belt? Yeah. She, she ain't going easy. to NXT, but I don't think we're going to see her on TV that quickly. Um no. Maybe she goes right after Becky when she does debut. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but if the punk rumors are also true, I say keep it till Survivor Series, and you got two big debut, well, not debut, return, debut, return, whatever. Yeah. Re-imaging, I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, But yeah, no, I, I like that one. And I also think that that's probably the best move because when is Survivor Series is uh, November? November twenty. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking. That's what three months, not two yeah. months. Yeah, let her hang out for two months. Let her learn the e way. You know, this is how we do it here. We're not so much about the this. We're so much about the this. You know, let her get to their style, their speed, if you will. And then, yes, yeah, you know, throw her out there over Survivor Series. Have her debut at Survivor Series. And then if Pepsi Phil shows up, well, that's on you guys. I don't give a fuck. Uh, do you know what, though? I've, I've noticed they're teasing it, if they are teasing it, the same way AEW did. They're not really referencing him. They're ju- Well, they are, but they're doing it in mm. a subtle way. They keep dropping the best in the world lines, just like Darby Allin did before Punk showed up. Um, mm. So I imagine, hopefully, if he does... Resign with WWE, which would be shocking. Um, mm-hmm. It almost is a carbon copy of Rampage. It's going to be like in in Chicago for Survivor Series. They're not going to announce him, but everybody's going to know he's going to be there, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right, dude. I think you're right. Oh God, is it I'm in the same arena too? No, or is it uh, all state. Did they do the Allstate? Do they? No, they do the O2. No, Ram, Rampage right? was the United Center, I think. There the you go. He was in the Allstate. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be right. So I think that's a bigger arena, right? Yeah. Okay. They're the pop, not allowed the to pop, do the big ones. They might get a bigger pop than Rampage, but that's going to take some beating. Well, yeah, it's going to have more people in the building. <laughs> Semantics. There's somebody screaming right now. Oh, well, they need to paper the building and whatever. Um, so another one from Chris on the group. Uh, it's been four months since WWE introduced a second world title on the main roster. Have WWE done a good job establishing a new world championship? I say absolutely, especially with the absence of Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's worked out beautifully. It's worked out beautifully. You've had somebody, you've had the, the Seth Rollins, you've had somebody be able to uh 
parade the championship, defend it, put on, excuse me, put on good matches, the whole everything you've you've made that belt well more relevant than Roman's. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't give a shit about the undisputed title right now. I haven't given a shit about it in years, but I mean, like in all honesty, like that's the belt I want. That's if I'm if I'm Cody. I want the fuck. I understand your dad wanted the WWE. That belt's yeah. gone, motherfucker. That belt's gone. All right. But that World Heavyweight Championship looks like the fucking shit right now. All right. That looks like the prize of all the prizes. And I'm going to be pedantic for a second. Roman Reigns isn't beating Hogan's record, and he hasn't beaten other records either because he's only had the WWE title for like 500 days. It's the mm. universal title he's had for over a thousand days, which doesn't. Doesn't really have shit. a history. It's like five years old. Exactly. It's so fresh. It doesn't mean crap. But, but that's then just again, me being you know, pedantic. That's <laughs> there you go. I was about to say. And so um, for you people out there to know what pedantic means, he means smart ass. He's being a smart ass. Yeah. But we got into this with Phoenix uh, because Phoenix is is a big Roman fan. Um, God damn it, Phoenix! And it was just like, look, it was impressive. Up until Mania, but he's done shit since Mania. Mm-hmm. He's probably appeared like six times. Um, and I saw something funny this morning that Cody has been booked for nine straight nine straight cities in four days in December. Like there's a couple of days he's doing two cities in one day. Fuck so yeah, like, baby. He's doing more cities in four days than Roman. The undisputed champion is done in four months. The longest reigning undisputed champion. Oh, but he's back next week. Well, the, tomorrow night. Um, Wanker. Yeah. But it, it was fun, like the first couple of years of his reign. But it's gotten yeah, boring no. now because, A, he's never on TV. He's defended the title once since Mania. Uh, and I get it, you know, it, they used to do it back in the day with Hogan and Bruno, but it's not the fucking 80s anymore. But they you also, got... you also had, and I don't mean to cut you off, they also had like 15 other cats that could fucking hold the show on their own. Yeah. You don't have that. We we now have week, three weekly shows, 12 monthly pay-per-views, if not more. Oh, Part-time champions is just not great anymore doesn't make sense anymore if you want to stick to like one tv show and a pay-per-view every three four months fuck it hey knock it out bro you keep, do you big dogs but you guys want are out everywhere you can't do this it the only the biggest reason why it doesn't work is because you have so much there's so much out there you're literally shoving your own content down our throat and the guy that is supposedly the face of your company is nowhere to be seen so, why should we give a fuck? When was his last appearance? Like, six weeks ago? Four weeks ago? I want to say more towards six. I don't want to say it was four. Cause I, I, what did he do four weeks ago, if anything? That was the whole Jimmy <laughs> thing still. Yeah, he was, he was there when Jay confronted Jimmy, and then there was the whole Jay super kicked everybody and said, I'm out. Was that like a month ago? No, that was oh, I mean, it was ago. before Backlash. Yeah, a month ago. Let me take a look when his last date but, was. But that's the, but again, that's the issues. We now we have to go on a fucking dog hunt out here looking for when the last time Roman showed his goddamn face. Yeah, that's and that, that's your undisputed world champion. Again, that's your 
quote unquote face of the company. This is why this is why fucking Cody is so beloved right now. This is why Seth is so fucking beloved right now. Because Seth literally has multiple fucking storylines about how his back is hurt, his neck is hurt, his knees hurt, his fucking big toes got stubbed real bad. The guy is a literal walking injury. He's a walking, just bruised up man. He's taped up to all hell. Look at all the guys in AEW taped it. Holy shit. He's still going. Yeah. And Roman, who's healthy as a fucking horse, is hanging out at home watching Georgia Tech lose on Saturdays. So Roman's last match was SummerSlam, which was August 5th. And then he was on the following SmackDown for the whole J- Jimmy compensation, which was the Neil Levin. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks ago tomorrow was his last appearance. Set. Fuck off. Just fuck off, dude. That's... I hope he's got a lot of annual leave because that's a lot of time off. I was going to say, bro, the fucking PTO, <laughs> man. The PTO in this company is outrageous. Um, And then one last thing on the group before we move on. Uh, Chad posted this. Rick, uh, Rick Boogs was one of the Boogs. people that was released last week. Oh. Um, And he quoted, which I'm really surprised by his quote. I can say with 100% certainty, the removal of Vince killed my career. Um, Pretty much everyone in the corporate side of the company agreed, which is why I was always a third party guy doing commercials for Old Spice, Snickers, Lemonade, Toyota. However, one person clearly has some weird grudge against me. Um, He doesn't seem like the kind of thing Triple H would squash. Like, wasn't he high on Rick in NXT? He was, yeah. That's why. So this has to be from the Endeavor people. This has to be the UFC people or something because I don't, I don't. He's, I'm with him. I'm totally with him. Like I don't get how this got like this. Like I mean, did I expect Rick Boogs to get fired? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But then I also kind of maybe expected him to be hired right back or something. Mm. You know what I mean? But like it was one of those where it was like I was kind of eh. His biggest issue is he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, that's so, the thing. Like, Mania, not this year, last year, he uh, tore his quad and ripped a tendon or something. So he was out yeah. for, like, nine months. And then he came back in January, I think, and he hasn't been on TV much. No, he came back in January looking fucking bigger than ever, and then he fucked something else up again. And he was out on the scene, and he was sidelined again. And then, yeah, he got he got cut. Which again, it, yes, it sucks. Yeah, he's a good like merchandise kind of guy. He gives people the old school wrestler feel. He looks like a fucking guy in the Von Villain days. In all honesty, he really <laughs> does. So it's like it gives you that nostalgia kind of thing. I don't. I mean, I'm almost positive Vince not being in charge made almost ensured that he was gone. But at the same time, when you do when you don't draw money. And that's what I'm sure the Endeavor people or the TKO, whatever the fuck you want to call it, are looking at is who's drawing us money. You know, there's a thing in the UFC where guys don't get booked on cards because they don't, they're not known. You don't know them. You know what I mean? Guys like Conor McGregor, guys like, um, uh, fucking, what's his name? Um, fucking Patty, whatever his name. The fuck, I want to say he's, he's Irish. No, he's not Irish. I think he's English. Patty or whatever. There's, an, there's another uh, light heavyweight fighter that everybody really likes. Oh yeah, no, it is. He is a fucking. He is. No, is he? I forget where he's from. Is he? No, I think he's a Liverpool fan because somebody was like Chelsea's gonna. Oh, you're gonna lose Chelsea or whatever, and he's all. He's all. Oh, yeah, pay you hundred bucks. 
if that happens or whatever. It's a fucking whole funny thing <laughs> on TikTok. Anyway, um, but it's 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 if you're a draw, you're gonna get pushed. If you're being idolized, you're gonna get pushed, and that's what they're looking at, especially coming from the fight world. The fight world is literally about what can you draw me. If you yeah. can't draw, we ain't gonna use you. And Boogs is not a draw in the ring. Yeah, he's great in commercials. Maybe he'll be hired back for that. Shtick. Oh yeah, the comedy shtick always works. Um. So, I mean, there were some surprising names on the on the list, but not all that surprising. I think the most surprising one was Dolph Ziggler, mainly because he's been there for fucking yeah ever. He and has he always fucking... manages to survive these cuts. Right, that's what I was just gonna say. I was like, "There's been like he's been doing jack all for like four or five years." I'm like, "All right, he's gone. All right, he's gone." And for four or five years, the guy's been safe from the X. So all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh shit!" Well, they're not fucking around anymore. So I mean, yeah, he was another one of the big names. Um, I forget who was there. Anybody else of any actual Shelton Benjamin? But again, he hasn't done much lately, and he's a veteran as well. He he's an older cat. He's in. I want to say he's in his forties. Well, I mean, he was tagging with Brock in the NCAA days, so he's definitely in his forties. <laughs> um, sucks, but it is what it is. It's part of the biz. Elias, maybe. He's crap. That guy sucked. He was a body, and that's one of the first one of the, I think again. That's what I think a lot of. Uh, I, the I'm going to continue to call it the Endeavor people are going to look at is it are you looks or are you substance and they want the combination who's going to be both who's going to have the look who's going to have the who's going to have the skill that's what we got to push it's not going to be the oh well he's going to go out there and job I don't give a fuck about jobbing we don't do jobbing in the fight world we do who's going to go out there and put on a good show which is I'm hoping what they're going to lean more towards. You know, yeah. I don't want to see stupid squash matches and all this other crap anymore. I don't mind it if it fits in a certain situation, but there's really not a lot of situations like that anymore. There's not a lot of big fucking men. There's not a lot of monsters. Like even like when the fucking like like guys like Hobbs and fucking um, Wardlow were doing any in AEW, it got stale fucking fast. Yeah. So it's just not something you want to do anymore. I'd rather them fucking beat the crap out of a guy that's known for a little bit. Like oh shit, he's building momentum by beating people. Actually, you know what? I think the most surprising name on the list was Mustafa Ali. Yeah, actually, now that you bring it up like that, because he he was what cruiserweight champion. I want to say, didn't he? Wasn't he a U.S. title champ or IC title? Uh, I can't remember if he won it, but he was definitely chasing it. That's right, he was chasing it. That's true. But then again, at the same time, actually due to face Dom for the North American title. I think that's what it was. But then it, I was say, but then the other thing is that guy used to get his fucking in trouble all the time by putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah. One of these guys that would jump on Twitter and say whatever the fuck you want, forgetting that you work for WWE in the land of don't <laughs> say that. But that's when he was trying to get fired. That's true. <laughs> so the fucking people from Endeavor was like, what do you mean he was trying to get fired? Well, fucking fire him. All right. Yeah, but he doesn't want to get fired anymore. Yeah, I'll fire him. Yeah, fuck it. Get rid of him. Um. Mansoor and Mace both got released, and I like the fact that they both went out and went, oh, yeah, that story about Vince coming in and fucking up the Raw after Mania, that's all true. Oh, yeah, I love how they did tell it all on the podcast. Oh, I'm under the the bus. Fuck it. Fuck it. What's the problem? I don't see the fucking... Fuck them. You guys want to cut me? Let me tell some fucking stories. 
The crazy one, um, they, apparently they were sat in catering with Omos. None of them were booked for the show. And then last minute they told Omos to go back to the hotel to get his gear because he's in the opening match and he's going to squash. Uh, I forget who he squashed. Oh, God. That sounds like the E. Fucking doing it on a whim. Hey, go get your clothes now. Hurry up. Yeah, put, put your noodles down. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Uh, Emma got released again. But that, yeah. that one was a kind of a kick in the balls because she tweeted that she was excited that they're doing a show in Australia in a couple of months, I think. And mm-hmm. then the very, like, a couple of minutes later, oh, never mind, I got released. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. They didn't even use her. No. That's, what, that's the thing that kills me, too, is it's like, you guys have all of these shows. Why aren't people being used? And it's just, they, yeah, whatever. Look Look at Dynamite and Collision. I mean... Yes, in all reality, yeah, they're they're using they people get used a lot more on all these other different shows, especially from AEW, yeah, Rampage, Collision. You know, Collision has its own little roster for crying out loud. You know, you can only yeah. see certain guys on Collision, which is kind of an appeal. You know, NXT was getting flooded by de- by main roster people. Why wasn't that continuously happening? Why wasn't there more of them? Why wasn't there like the Emmas in there? Like Emma could have did great back in NXT. And uh, as yeah. a modern day veteran in NXT, even, whether that be putting over women or winning something, it it could have been better. Other than I, just come in when we call you. Yeah, and meanwhile in WWE, you got you have an official brand split, and yet people just show up on whatever fucking show they want. Yeah, because what's the point? Fucking A right. Um, and we'll finish it off with the least surprising hit row. Um, they just never hit the ground running without Swerve. They were destined to fail, and then Top Dollar didn't do him any favors. He never recovered from that botch. Plus, that Michael botch Cole like, shitting on him every week. I must say that botch was like a year plus ago, and they're still fucking shitting on him. Yeah, still. I don't want to sit here and rag on him, but. They were nothing about Swerve. Facts, sorry, but it's the truth. Um, thankfully, it wasn't like a list of fifty people this time. It was like yeah. a dozen, but still, yeah, not bad. A couple sucks, of them shockers, some not so shockers. Regardless, yes, it does suck. But hey, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this is the wrestling business. And thankfully, there is plenty of opportunities now. Getting released from WWE is not a death sentence. You got AEW, you got Japan, you got Impact. I see Elias going to Impact. I think he'd fit there with his goofy gimmick. Um, Dolph's probably going to go to AEW team with his brother. Emma might go back to Impact and bring Riddick Moss with her this time. I I could absolutely see that. I can definitely see both of them going to Impact. Him and yeah, Riddick Moss for sure. I think Riddick Moss would do really good in Impact. He could be an X Division guy if they wanted him to. Yeah, Aaliyah, I actually feel sorry for because people always yeah. shout on her. I never found her that bad, but she, I think she reason, started to get a little push and then disappeared. I think the reason people shout on her was that fucking TV show. That tough, that extended tough enough or whatever, where uh, they were like, where she had no idea what the fuck she was doing, and she's just like, "Well, I'm here." It's like, yeah, bitch, and you've done nothing to improve. <laughs> and we've even said it. It's like you've been there for like nine years, ten years. You haven't improved a fucking iota. 
So what the hell's going on? And now she gets released, and unfortunately, I think her time in the business is donezo. That's just me. That's just me. Well, um, Shelton may become like a producer or something. I'm sure he'll though he'll probably come back, and yeah, he'll probably work as a producer. And if not, I could see him getting signed by AEW and being a coach, or or even he could go to Ring of Honor. Even, yeah. You but know, yeah, it'd gotta, be funny if he came back. Because of Brock. Like, Brock's like, what do you mean you fired Shelton? No, no, no. You bring his oh, ass shit. back. <laughs> but, oh, sorry, Brock. It's like, yeah, dude, same endeavor, people. You know, you guys know Brock. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to mess with him. I sat in the farm for three weeks. You released Shelton? What the fuck? What's going on around here? Where's Vince? I don't smell steak anymore. Oh, oh, he's in, he's in court again. Oh, okay. That's not um, all right, that's that's pretty much the group recap. Um, it was a lot of the same news this week because it was a big news week with the releases and with Jade signing, so there we go. Um, but thank you again to Chris for delivering all the topics too. Um, we'll try to get more people involved, hopefully, with the comments section this week. Um, right, thank you, Chris. Moving on. That's right. We got Wrestle Dream predictions to do, so let's get into some recaps. We're going to kick it off with the Friday Night 3-Way. Oh. The 1000th episode of festivities continued last week as we kicked things off with an Ultimate X match. Alan Angels defeated Mike Bailey, Rich Swan, Samurai Del Sol, Zachary Wentz, and Ace Austin. Angels immediately announced after the match that he would cash in his shot against the X Division champion Chris Sabin next week. Jake Something defeated Dirty Dango with Chase Stevens as his special guest timekeeper. Backstage, Steve Macklin complained to Santino Marella that uh, about. Backstage, Steve Macklin complained to Santino about Rhino costing him a Feast of Fire briefcase last week, and out of nowhere, gets gored again. Kenny King is disqualified against Eric Young when Young is attacked by Sheldon Jean. Unimpressed, however, Scott Demore turned it into a tag team match with himself and Eric Young reforming Team Canada once again. But, once again, a run-in by Dina and Khan causes another disqualification. This time, Sharkboy restarts the match, making it an eight-man tag match and brings out America's Most Wanted. Finally, Team Canada and AMW defeat Kenny King, Sheldon, Dina and Khan. Backstage, we get the results of each Feast of Fire briefcase from last week. Crazy Steve begins with a shot at the Digital Media Championship. Moose receives a World Championship shot, and Chris Bay's briefcase contains a tag team title shot, which inevitably and very sadly means Yuya Yumara is fired. Heartbreaking. Josh Alexander defeated Trey Miguel before firing shots at the world champion Alex Shelley as the two got face to face. Alexander made his official challenge. He wants Shelley for the world championship at Bound for Glory. And in the main event, 10 knockout tag team match. Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, Jordan Grace, Mickey James and Trinity defeated Angelina Love, Diana Perrazzo, Savannah Evans, Giselle Shaw and Tasha Steeles. I know. No Velvet Sky in action. Well, that impact has been left, and now for a quick visit to Rampage. All right.
Alright, different little area, but uh, let's do some cool stuff in the background and let's jump into Rampage. So this is from last Friday, obviously. Sting and Darby Allen defeated Christian Cage and Luchasaurus has setting up this lovely uh, triple threat match that they have just the next night. The team of the Handsome Devil Hook, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander defeated the team of Anna J, Daddy Magic, and Angelo Parker. Sammy Guevara is officially welcomed to the Don Callis family, and Jericho is coming looking for revenge. He gets attacked by Takeshita. Sammy, and of course Don Callis, because he's a bastard and has to get some shots in. That's when Kenny Omega with a lead pipe comes in to make the save. Backstage, Kenny and Jericho challenge Takeshita and Sammy to find a third man to meet them and Kota Ibushi at October 1st's Wrestle Dream. The very creepy team called The Righteous defeated the best friends, the Hardys, and the Kingdom in a number one contenders match for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. They will go on to face Adam Cole and uh, MJF. And obviously, as you guys know, there are some changes to that, but to continue onward here, Julia Hart defeated Sky Blue. Willow Nightingale saved Sky from further attack because Julia has absolutely lost it. And I can't wait for her to be TNBS champion. Mike Santana. It's weird seeing him without being Santana and Ortiz. He defeated Dirty Bulk Bronson, I believe, as the former Bear Bronson. He gets stared down by Ortiz after the match, and I'm sure we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one in between them sooner rather than later. And in the main event, it was the Hunbucks that defeated the Mogul Embassy to win the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. This is not the first time they've won them. So congratulations to the Bucks, and the, to the Jacksons, and to the Hankster. And now let's switch gears, drop it into third, if you will. Let's go to SmackDown. On SmackDown, John Cena opened the show, confirming he would team with AJ Styles. But they're interrupted by Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso, and the two teams prepare for battle before Solo and Jimmy walk away. Backstage, AJ and Cena try to get the match made official, but Adam Pearce once again says, It's complicated. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn finally return to television and put the women's division on notice. Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio defeat the Street Profits, much to the disappointment of Bobby Lashley. Austin Theory goes on a rant about not getting credit for his segment with The Rock, getting so many views before security pull him away from the announce desk. Backstage, Adam Pearce has a contract for Fastlane. Jimmy Uso says they will sign it later on in the evening in the ring. A confused Paul Heyman calls Roman Reigns. Io Sky defeated Asuka to retain the Women's Championship with interference on both sides from Bailey and Charlotte still trying to play face. Austin Fury and Grayson Waller defeated the Brawling Brutes and in the closing segment, John Cena joined Adam Pearce in the ring. However, AJ Styles is attacked backstage by Solo and Jimmy. John Cena and the OC go to check on AJ backstage as he's taken away in the ambulance. Meanwhile, Jimmy and Solo trash the ring before Cena runs back and gets into a brawl with Uso and Sokoa standing tall at the end of the show. Now, we're on a collision course with AEW because Saturday is fight night. Here we go.
go with some Saturday Night Collision. I'm telling you, it'd be way better than Saturday Morning Collision. Anyway, Collision opens up with a three-way for the TNT title. Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Darby Allin. Christian Cage takes advantage of a coffin drop from Darby Allin and pins Luchasaurus to win the TNT Championship. Backstage, Don Callis announces Will Ospreay will be the third man that will team with uh, Takeshita and whomever the hell I forget already <laughs> at Wrestle Dream. Also backstage, Christian celebrates. Skiabone announces he will defend the TNT title against Darby Allin in a two out of three falls match. Also at Wrestle Dream in the same hometown of Senor Darby Allin being Seattle, Washington. Hook and RVD defeated the team of Daddy Magic and Cole Ann Hanch. Julia Hart defeated Kara Hogan with a heartless submission, with the heartless submission, excuse me, before challenging Chris Statlander for the TBS title at Wrestle Dream. The build for Wrestle Dream is on and on fast. Jay White defeated Andrade El Idolo. Banger. We got a tease from Keith Lee and Lee Moriarty in the future, which was a fun little segment. Can't wait to see it. FTR defeated the Workhorsemen to retain the AEW World Tag Team titles, and after the match, Ozzy Open challenged them uh, for a match at again. CJ Perry and Miro agreed to go on separate paths in AEW, but CJ asked that Miro not lay a hand on her future clients. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll see how that goes. And then in another just absolute killer match on his way out, Brian Danielson defeated Ricky Starks in a Texas death match in the main event. Ricky didn't tap, but he did get the shit beat out of him. All right, now it's time for Captain Take One for the team. He's going into Raw. Raw once again kicked off with Cody Rhodes, who again tried to explain his reasons for bringing Jay Uso to Raw, but was again interrupted by the Judgment Day, minus Rhea Ripley. Priest says that Cody makes everything about him, and Dom tries to speak, but, wait for it, is drowned out by booze. As Cody becomes surrounded, he's backed up by Jay Uso, followed by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. JD McDonough stands for the Judgment Day, along with some steel chairs, and chaos ensues. Looks an awful like a game of war. Bronson Reed defeated Otis. Backstage, Becky Lynch gave some advice to Tegan Knox. Tegan then bumped into Natalia as they argue in Adam Pearce's office. Tommaso Ciampa defeated Ludwig Kaiser. That's two Imperial members down, one to go. Tegan Knox defeated Natalia with Becky on commentary. In the ring, Seth Rollins offered Nakamura one last chance to challenge him again. Nakamura finally accepts, but only if it's a last-man-standing match. Dirty Dom defeated Dragon Lee to retain the North American Championship. In the ring, Nia Jax, blah, blah, blah. Thankfully, Zoe Stark interrupts. They brawl, and then Nia beats Zoe in a match. On Miz TV, The Miz attempts to stir the pot between Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes. The New Day interrupts, and Jey Uso once again becomes topic of conversation before McIntyre gives Miz a Glasgow kiss. McIntyre then defeated Kofi Kingston, but after the match, McIntyre chooses not to help Kingston when he's attacked by Ivar. Backstage, Gunther yells at Vinci and Kaiser, and in the main event, Judgment Day successfully defend the Tag Team Championships against KO and Sami Zayn. 
short, sweet, to the point. I am your current reigning Max Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. I am the guy every person should be worried about, whether you are MDO or not. He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. He used Chris to screw me over. He's not my El Jefe anymore. <laughs> You're making my decision for me. I'm coming after Chris, and then I'm going after El Jefe. So heed my warning. The MDO stronger than ever. Sure about that? Cool. Moses Marquez, do you not understand what you have done? But here at Max, you gotta earn the belts. And let's just say that maybe, just maybe, we'll use this as a representation of my world championship. You don't woke up something that even you can't handle. It's not too late, baby. You're still MDO. I'm gonna run through you like an animal, baby. Everybody is gonna hit the floor. Cause I wanna see you in promo series. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like, a sub, a follow, do it all, and go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com to learn more. Still to come, predictions for the first ever Wrestle Dream this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But first, let's go back in time with a little bit of This Week in Wrestling History. Do-do-do-do. So history this week is going to be short. It's going to be sweet. So without further ado, let's take a trip back in time. And we started out with September 22nd, 2017. Ring of Honor stepped before dishonor. This was a different era of Ring of Honor, better known as the Cody era. So to start out, there was a six-man tag where the winner got a shot at the six-man tag team titles later on in the show. Bully Ray and the Briscoes defeated the team of the Kingdom. Bully Ray and the Briscoes would then go on to face the Hung Bucks, but would come up short as Paige and the Jacksons would retain the Ring of Honor six-man titles. Marty Scroll defeated Chucky T. Punishment Martinez, now known as Damian Priest, would defeat the Switchbladeless Jay White. Kenny King would go on to win the Ring of Honor television title after being dumped off of a dating show against Kushida. Silas Young won a last-man-standing match, I forget again, too. It was on there, I promise. Uh, the Motor City Machine Gun would defeat the Young Bucks to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. Yes, that was the second match of the Young Bucks for the night. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, this was the Cody era. So, Cody would defend his Ring of Honor World title against the Murder Grandpa himself, Monero Suzuki. Lucky for Cody, he walked away with all of his limbs and even the Ring of Honor World title. September 2000, or sorry, September 23rd, 2001. WWF's Unforgiven, this was the last pay-per-view under the WWF banner. So, and also, it was smack dab in the middle of the Evasion storyline. So, I hope you guys are ready for so nostalgia. The show opened up with a four-way elimination match for the Dudleys tag team titles. The match featured the Dudley Boys, obviously, the Hardy Boys, the team of Spike Dudley and the Big Show, as well as the team of the Hurricane and Lance Storm. But the Dudleys pulled out the W and walked away 
with the built-in hand. Perry Saturn defeated Raven. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. There's an unwritten rule in wrestling that every time you talk about Raven, you have to say that line. Christian defeated Edge to win the Intercontinental Championship. The Brothers of Destruction defeated Chronic to win the WCW Tag Team Titles. Hardcore title on the grind. RVD retains against Chris Jericho. The Rock defeats uh, both Shane McMahon and Booker T in a handicap match to retain his WCW World Title. Rhino wins the WCW US title from Tajiri. And in the main event, it was Kurt Angle defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the WWF Championship. Here we go. Back to back shows when it goes time for the E. September 24th, 2017, WWE's, almost said F's, WWE's No Mercy. The show opened up with an IC title defense, and it was The Miz who walked away still champion as he defeated Jason Jordan. RIP to Wyndham Bertunda, and it was Finn Balor defeating Bray Wyatt. That's going to happen for at least another few months, so get used to it. <laughs> Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins retained their tag team titles by defeating Cesaro and Sheamus. Alexa Bliss overcame the odds as she retained her Raw Women's title in a fatal five-way against Bailey, Emma, Nia Jax, and Sasha Banks. Roman Reigns won the respect of the man that can't be seen, John Cena, when he defeated him in a match that went over 20 minutes. Enzo Amore, yeah, that guy. He won the Cruiserweight title with a low blow and a roll-up against Neville for the main event. We saw an absolute hoss battle. Meat slapping meat. Big man, man, meat, meat, batten. I don't if any of that actually made sense. Brock Lesnar against Braun Strowman. Lesnar threw the monster among men around, humbled him, beat him silly in under nine, in about nine minutes to retain the universal title. So let's have some fun and let's go old school. The original Super Clash was a promotion put on, or is a promotional pay-per-view, I should say, put on by the AWA, and it would take on matches from multiple different promotions. And uh, there would be features from guys in, from Japan, it would be uh, uh, NWA, you name it. So, to start it off, 13 matches, it's going to take a minute, let's get into it. Steven Regal, Steve Regal, excuse me, retained his AWA light heavyweight title against the former Olympian and Pan-American gold medalist, Brad Reigns. Let's go check this one out. Sherry Martell. Some of y'all old heads know that name. Sherry Martell defeated Candy Devine to win the AWA Women's Championship. Mil Mascaras would defeat Buddy Rogers to retain his IWA world title. Craig Ganya would team up with Scott Hall and Kurt Henning to defeat the team of Ray Stevens, Nick Brockwinkle, and Larry Zabisco, an absolute who's who of old school professional wrestling. Speaking of old school stuff, y'all remember uh, midget wrestling used to be pretty big back in the day. So Little Tokyo defeated Little T to retain the NWA midget world title. Now I'm kind of wanting to see that belt reinstated. Jumbo Saruta, Giant Baba, and Jinrisho Tenru would defend their Asian six-man titles against Harley Race, Bill, and Scott Irwin. Kerry Von Erich would retain his WCCW Texas Championship against Jimmy Garvin. The NWA six-man titles were on the line as uh, Krusker Kurusev and, uh, aka the Russian, the Krusher Kurusev, Ivan and Nikota Koloff uh, retained against Crusher, Dick the Bruiser, and Baron Von Roski. 
Y'all remember when, like, slamming Yoko's in was a big deal, deal in the 90s? Well, before that whole thing happened, the ADWA was giving away 10K for someone to slam Kamala, and it was Jerry Blackwell, better known as the Crusher, and he was able to do it. So, not the Legion of Doom, but the Road Warriors and the Fabulous Freebirds would battle for the AWA Tag Team titles, but they would end up in a disqualification, probably because they couldn't stop beating the crap out of each other on side. Slaughter would retain the AWA Americans Championship in a match with Boris Zukov. Uh, obviously, another one that ended in DQ because that's just what AWA would do in their pay-per-views. If they didn't want to change uh, titles on their show, they would just do this. Or just have somebody go over clean. And there was only a few times where somebody would go over clean. And that time is right now because Ric Flair would defeat Magnum TA to retain the NWA world title. And then lastly, in the main event, it was the AWA title match. Rick Martel versus Stan Hansen. It would go to a double count out just two and a half minutes into the match. Oy, oy, oy. That's AWA for you folks. Now, there it is. That it is it for the history that's short and sweet only for this week. Maybe more next week. So come on back now. Let's send it back to the cap and me. Okay, first ever Wrestle Dream is this Sunday. Thank you, Tony, for not putting the pay-per-view on a Saturday because it's Beer's birthday and I'm going to be very drunk. Um, hey, so right. Sunday night. Also, please don't add any more matches. Um, yeah, ten, 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 ten is enough. Plenty. We don't need another five-hour pay-per-view, but... Uh, don't do it. You know, let's, let's kick it off with the most recent match added, which is Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Yuta. Kind of out uh, of nowhere. Yeah, very out of nowhere. It took me a minute to realize, wait a minute, why is... Oh, Combat Club. Because mm-hmm. lately Danielson's been kind of his own... Doing his right. own thing. Yeah, it, it, that's what kind of threw me off, too. And I think the boys... No, the boys in TSK were talking about it. It was like, Yuta... And it was like, oh, yeah, BCC. And it was Teddy. He was like, he's a part of the Backpole Combat Club. And I'm like, and? But it makes, I, I guess it makes sense. Um, the question is, is that does that mean just Ricky is just going to fucking lose to everybody in the BCC then or what? Uh, he, he's to- lost to B-Dry twice now. So I think he's got to beat Yuta and then get another match with Danielson somehow and then get his win back. That's what I, I literally my brain went to right there. It's just like maybe he beats everyone in the BCC somehow, some way. I don't know if he'll beat Mox. I don't know if they'll let him beat Mox. But, yeah, I could see Ricky at least getting a win back from him and then maybe like a fluke against Claudio or something. Yeah. I could see um, that and then set yourself up for another for a third against Danielson. Yeah. Probably a submission match or something crazy. Wheeler can take the loss. He gets beat up by his own teammates every week. He fucking admitted it, for crying out loud. They abused the <laughs> shit out of him, he said. So, yeah, no. Give I me, love uh, how that came Rich. out of nowhere, too. Well, I mean, it was just like, <laughs> huh? He's like, well, he beats the shit out of me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I don't know what you guys do in that dojo, but take it easy. <laughs> um, speaking of Danielson, he is in a dream match against Zack Sabre Jr., Okay, real fast, to you fucking butt-fucking losers out there that are, this happened 10 years ago. I don't give a rat's ass if it happened last fucking week. It's a dream match. You have to understand, if they did it 10 years ago, great. Now take what you've learned 10 fucking years later and apply it to now and watch it be better. 
Do you think you're going to fucking like, do you think after 10 years, everything just stays the same, that nobody gets any better, nobody improves? Are you kidding me? This, and then on top of that, you're taking Brian Danielson, who is literally on his farewell tour. You really think that he's not going to give it everything he has and then some? It's this is the beat. This is a beat. A win for B dry all day long. I'm not even going to deny it. But him <laughs> and Zack Saber Jr. are going to put on what I'm hoping like a 30 plus minute fucking technical classic that is either going to bore the fuck out of some people or give many a man an erection. So, yeah, and it, it may be a rematch from 10 years ago, but none of neither of them were as big as they are now 10 years ago. Thank you. Thank you. You see that? You see how easy it is? You see how easy it is to understand that these guys are now officially on a different fucking level? This isn't this isn't the fucking bullshit, you know what I mean, of fucking Ring of Honor days. This is this is now. This is former Mr. My neck is so broke I can't be in this company. I've made a comeback of this company to I don't get hurt, Zack Saber Jr. I only evolve and get better, Zack Saber Jr. So, yeah, bro. Fuck off. I'm loving this. It's oh, I can't wait. Fucking All right, hell, I dream, can't wait. dream match part two. Let's go with that. There you go. Fine for the fucking dorks in the back. Um, that's actually probably going to be the main event. We probably should have kept that one, but anyway. Um, Man. Hangman versus Swerve. I think that one's been built the longest for this show, actually. <laughs> That was probably the first match built for this show, and it, it just kind of makes me, like, scratch my head. Like, it was like a random impromptu feud, but it's building the fuck out of Swerve. Because it's... No, people didn't stop loving Hangman. Nobody stopped loving Hangman. They We still love him. That's, that, that's our cowboy. He, yeah, he sucks sometimes, and yeah, he doesn't do a lot sometimes, but we're still suckers for Hangman. And I think Swerve is literally going to take fucking full advantage of that. And in the middle of the Seattle crowd where he somehow, some way will be uh, an absolute fucking face, even though he's playing a heel, it's going to be so much goddamn fun to see. Just absolutely so much fun to see. Um, but yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's one that I'm looking for. But again, I'm I, this is a Swerve match to, for me. All day long, Swerves has to win it. Or I, I, I'd say has to win it because he has uh, he's on a nice trajectory up. And the emphasis that Hangman has been loving to play has been Strickland could have been the first black world or can be the first black world champion. I'm all fucking for it. I'm all fucking for it. I really, 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 really am. So if it starts with Hangman to get there, sign me up. Yeah, I think Swerve needs to win more than Hangman. Hangman literally just won a title. That's true. He just won a six-man belt. He's a part of the elite. Uh, and I just said, no matter what this fucker does, he is beloved because people love cowboy shit. Just they love Swerve is. shit, too. They Oh, God. Fucking Prince like, Don is fucking... Like we were saying, Hit Row was nothing without Swerve. The, guy, the guy's got that X factor. Here's my question, though. I want to ask this to all the fucking dorks here. Leave me your answers in the comment. If Hit Row had Swerve's badass thing, would they have gotten over? <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from the freestyling, he's pretty much done with the Mogul Embassy, what he was trying to do with Hit Row. Oh, yeah. Fucking legitimate carbon copy, but this is actually working. 
It's crazy. And they fired him. <sighs> They're fucking idiots. <laughs> They're fucking idiots. But hey, sometimes idiot. Like, what's the old saying? Even a rock, even a even a broken watch is right twice a day. This is true. Um, okay, we have two tag team title matches, but mm-hmm. one of them is actually a tag team match. So, FTR versus Aussie Open rematch for the AEW tag team oh, titles. Fucking drooling! Oh my god! Um. This is a hard one because I know I, this is again one of those where we maybe we could just base it off of FTR being FTR, but you can't keep burying Ozzy Open, man. They're too fucking good, and you know they're too fucking good. But I don't know if now is the time, and it's not because like FTR is just that good or they're whatever. They're not even stale or anything. FTR will always forever be beloved by the people, especially as champions. But I just don't know if the iron is hot enough to strike for Ozzy Open. I know they can't keep losing, but I don't know if if if, if, if you have to have them win now. Maybe they can win later. I mean, I do know that they're going to have uh, something called Title Tuesday coming up soon. For all we know, there's some chicanery in this motherfucker, and then they have to push it for later. So... Just because my gut says it, I have to go with FTR, even though I desperately want Ozzy Open to win it. I just don't. I just think we're, we're just a smidge early. A smidge. Uh, looking at the card, I can see like half of the titles changing hands. Oh, for sure. And the ones I can definitely see changing hands are a bit more predictable than this one. So, yeah, I'll go with FTR to retain too, but... I'm with you. Aussie Open need some kind of big win soon because they just lost the ROH tag team titles and they've yeah, been quick lo- fashion. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround. So yeah, hopefully there's a rematch of FTR down the road. Please, 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 come on, TK. Right. Um. Oi, Eddie Kingston versus Shibata for the ROH World Title and the Strong Openweight Title. I'm Shabbat's also did the uh pure champion. Pure champion? Yep, yeah. Pure champion. Um Kali. The fact that I remember vividly watching this man almost kill himself against Kazuchika Okada to then go, I think it's been nine I want to say nine years, eight, nine years. I want to say it's really been that maybe not that long exactly. I not a million, so don't quote me. I want to say over five years for sure. And in that time, again, we, we, and I've said this before, we weren't sure this motherfucker was going to walk. We weren't sure he was going to fucking talk, let alone take fucking bumps. Yeah. And he opened up a dojo and he helped pitch this fucking thing. And now the belt he fucking created gets to come home to daddy. And it sucks because Eddie just fucking won the thing. But I think this is a perfect time to pull that fucking trigger. This is that hot button right now. Because you can then have a rematch with Eddie Kingston again. You can do it again. You can do this all over again. And, you know, and that one, maybe that one you make it for the pure and the strong or for the you know ring of honor and the pure title. Or you can, but you could finagle it. I just think now is a great time, a fucking really great time to give Shibata 
all the belts. Give him all the belts. You know what I mean? Give him the Ring of Honor World title. Give him the, have him relinquish the pure title and have a tournament for it. That way you get guys exposed in Ring of Honor. You're welcome for that, TK. Have him hold the strong belt. So that way when the New Japan strong guys show up, it's against Shibata. And then now they're immediately, okay, well, I have to watch this because it's against Shibata. It's just, it's, you, you have an opportunity to, to take a, a, a giant star, give him all your gold and say, go to this company, this company, go to this company and defend that belt, come back, defend this belt and this company and just be the greatest thing since toasted slices of bread. So I'm, I'm all for it. I know Eddie just won it. I'm sorry, Eddie. Give me Shibata. Ride the fucking lightning. Man, if it, if it was just the open weight title, then I'd probably agree. I think it's just dick move to take the ROH title off him so quickly. Like two weeks later? Yeah. Oh, why are they both got to be on the line? Right? (laughs) If it was just strong, it'd be, I think it'd be too easy, but it it is one of these. It's one of those. So I don't know, but I do. I'm, I just love the Shibata momentum. I'm loving Eddie's momentum too. That guy's earned his flowers. Let's keep the world title on Eddie. I'm going with Eddie Kingston. Okay. That's one of those ones where I'm torn, bro. So trust me, I hope you're right. Um, this one I definitely see changing hands. TBS title: Chris Statlander defending against Julia Hart. Who would have thought Chris Statlander was going to be a stale world champion? She started off really well. She was. It was hot. She had momentum. People wanted to see her, and then they saw her and remembered she was Chris Statlander, and they fell off. And it sucks. Um, but Julia Hart has come out of motherfucking... I don't want to say nowhere. So let me stop myself. I almost got crazy. She hasn't come out of nowhere. It's, she's been so in the shadows that her randomly winning a belt never never thought to happen. And now that it's gonna, it could possibly happen or should happen, I should say, got to me giddy on the inside. Yeah. And I love she, it. She was like the creepy witch in the corner. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she's a title contender because she's just been winning matches left, right, and center. Um, this week alone, Beer earned nine points in the Fantasy League because she won a match on Rampage, Collision, and Dynamite. Ooh, she's a, so she's points, baby. She's points. She's like Holland out here just fucking getting it. But again, iron's hot as fuck. Hot as fuck this iron is. And I get it. We love Chris. I know we do. And I get this is still a little early, early, but again, it's it's the iron is hot as fuck right now. This is a great time to help the push. You know she's getting attention. Give her more attention. Give people more of a reason to want to watch Julie Hart because she's the TBS champion. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Give me Julie Hart. Plus, Brody said himself, um, the the pain is going to keep coming unless she gets her title. So, mm-hmm. for the sake of the uh, women's division, let's give Julia some gold. Please, bro, because you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what Brody King does. He, he, he <laughs> was scaring me just yelling at her, get up. I'm like, oh, God. God. I mean, yeah, I think, no disrespect to Chris, but I think her time ran out a while ago. Like, we were, we were so sure Ruby was going to beat her. Yeah, it just felt because it it felt like, and this is not to 
This is not a dig. But she kind of feels like a transitional champion. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to give you guys what you want because we know you guys want Statlander to be champs. Here you go. But you're going to only hold it for a little bit. It's also kind of weird how they brought Jade back for one match just to lose to Chris again. So Chris is the yeah. only person that's beat Jade, and she's beat her twice now. Twice. Ridiculous. I, which, and then, then it's funny, because then it's funny because then she'll probably turn around and lose to Julia Hart, which, again, it's, it's yeah. like, ah. I mean, maybe it was Jade's idea. Like, hey, you, you want to come back for one match? Yeah, but I want to put Chris over again, and in a proper match this time, not like a That would be very professional match. of her. Yeah. It just seems like an odd way to bring her back for for two shit. weeks and then now she's in WWE. Yeah. Weird shit, but um so that's two for Julia. Uh, I don't want to get cursed, so give me right? Julia. Please. Don't um, All right, let's go with a four way for a future AEW tag team title match. Uh the Bucks of Youth versus the Guns versus the Lucha Bros. Versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. Um, Golly. right off the bat, my my little ticker wants to say Orange Cassidy and Hook. Right here with you, bud. <laughs> right here with you. I'm so in love with this goddamn team. They're so awesome, and it's such a makeshift fucking just bunch of weirdos. But I, I love it. I love how Hook just goes from bromance to bromance. Right, like he's like he's he is the Ryan Reynolds. Like you got to have a bromance with this guy. You got to. It doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> It's fucking everybody has to have a bromance with Hook. <laughs> just how it works. Hey, you get free snacks. Hey, come on. Who could pass up free snacks? No, I'm I, I love this. Um I think it would be good because in all reality, we've seen the Bucks in FTR. We've seen Lucha Bros in FTR. We've seen the guns in FTR. We haven't seen Orange Cassidy and Hook against FTR. And if there's and if I if I remember anything correctly, these guys being FTR, Dax and Cash work super, super, super well with guys that aren't tag teams. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but they bring out the best in motherfuckers like that. And I think that's a great move. You just had, you know, uh, he just lost the IT title. Hook has the FTW title, but he wants gold. So. Why fuck? Why the fuck not? I mean, we just talked about FTR is going to have to lose it at some point, and maybe it, it maybe it ends up being against Aussie Open. Maybe Aussie Open's a transitional champion, which I really hope not. But who knows? All I know is, is is if they win this, they have to win the belts. But if it's the Bucks, if it's the Guns, if it's the Lucha Bros, they can lose that title match. Yeah. Uh, I mean, FTR have been great champions, but I think when you have to think about when they actually won the title, that tells you that maybe it's time for a new champion. Right. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. Um, again, Bucks have a belt. The guns, I yeah, kind of don't hate that. Don't really care for the Lucha Bros right now, just because I think it, it um, they've got better shit to do on their own, right? Well, yeah, I mean, Ray Phoenix, accidental international champion. Right, accidental for (laughs) sure. I don't know how long he's going to hang on to it, but we'll fucking see. Um, I'm still stuck with Hook and and Orange, so give me the makeshifters. They need a team name. They do. I can't think of one that matches up their names as well as Hook's previous tag teams. 
handsomely squeezed. That works. There we go. <laughs> Let's go with handsomely squeezed. squeezed. Love it. <laughs> um, I mean, it also works because Taz used to wear a lot of orange. There you go. Oh, what else we got? TNT title, two out of three falls, Christian Cage versus Darby Allen. Dad is dead. Fucking Christian Cage. God, I love you. I fucking used to hate the shit out of you. You're fucking awesome. Um, Swerve time. Here comes Edge. Mm. Uh, I mean. As it, a heel, though? No, he's going to cost Christian oh, okay. Cage the belt. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Um, he's going to be pissed off at him. I don't know what he's going to do, what he's going to say, how they're going to introduce him, whatever. Um, but I am I am absolutely, positively, 100% in the idea that Edge will be in AEW, whether it be this pay-per-view, the next pay-per-view, whatever have you, he's coming. Um, Christian Cage winning the belt to then lose the belt is ironic comedy, and I fucking fucking love it um i think he'll throw a fit like a giant baby and i have oh. to see it remember when he did used to do those actual tantrums and <laughs> yes that's what i'm saying he's gonna do the fuck he's gonna go back to the old christian days and throw a goddamn te- fucking temper tantrum and it's gonna be the funniest shit we've ever seen but I, uh, I think this is where like maybe like a masked edge is the guy that does the interrupting yeah christian's temper tantrums became such a thing that you could do them as taunts on the video games oh they were the best oh god they were the best <laughs> fuck i miss those days um, and i used to hate christian back then <laughs> but those were the best oh fuck his, his transition from fake champion to real champion just to lose the title makes it easier to deal with too because technically he's been carrying that title for weeks even though he's only just won it yeah, I mean, he, he made the comment himself on Dynamite that, uh, you know, hey, I've been TNT champion for weeks. You know, this just made it official <laughs> or whatever. It's like, oh, fuck off. But it was a great line. Still a great line, but fuck off. Christian's um, been awesome. He has been. But at the same time, as he's been awesome. We kept talking about when are we going to give Darby Allen the belt back? When are we going to give Darby Allen the belt back? This is yeah. it. And this is it. Like I said, it's going to be. It, personally, I'm saying with the, called the swerve of the week, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is Edge debuts. Um, whether he be masked or unmasked, and he's going to cost Christian Cage the TNT title. Oh, yeah, because he had that weird diamondy mask. Yep. So I don't know. We can see what the fuck is going to happen. I just think that that's more in the cards than less in the cards because everybody in, on the east side says he's going to AEW. They're positive yeah. he's going to AEW. Well, guess what? When everybody was so afraid that Jade wasn't leaving, they were so damn sure that she was coming. So right now, I believe a lot of what they fucking say. And if they yeah. think he's leaving, I don't see why Tony Khan's not going to pony up the dough. Even if it's only to wrestle once in a blue fucking moon, because I don't think that that's what Edge wants to do. I just don't think he wants to be in the back. If I'm going to be here in this company, fucking use me. Whether I'm yeah. talking or I'm not, fucking use me. Because like, how many times did he get injured and then return in WWE in this this last run? Exactly. And maybe that was their idea. Maybe it was his idea or part of his contract or whatever. I don't know. But WWE are obviously overprotective sometimes. No. Look at look at Daniel Bryan. They wouldn't even I, clear him. They, he, they, he wouldn't get cleared for years. For years. And then when they did clear him, they were super cautious. And he didn't have a very good run because they were so goddamn cautious. And then he's like, all right, I'm out of here. Gets immediately cleared and goes fucking 
balls of the wall. And he's and I hate and I'm not saying this because I don't I know his personal medical history or whatever, but from the looks of it, the kid's fine. Yeah. And I mean, he's fine. He's gonna pay for and, it as he gets older with a walker or some shit, but he'll be all right. And okay, yeah, maybe it's a good thing that they're overprotective, but if they can go, they can go. If they can go, they can go. I love that. Don't don't argue with the doctors. Nope. Um but even without Edge, I think it would make sense for Darby to win the title again, um, storyline-wise, and also because he's overdue another title run. This is true. This is true. Darby Allen is a hot commodity right now, and crowning him your TNT champion, putting him on all the shows, it's only going to be a plus. Plus, uh, that backstage segment was awesome. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> unlike Jade, I, think, I believe Darby when he says he's a lifer. Mm-hmm. That I do. He's probably going to be in a wheelchair before WWE make him an offer that's... anyway. <laughs> and that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got two tag matches left. Um, Six-man tag, Jericho and the Golden Elite versus the Don Callis family. Oy, oy, oy. I mean... They beat the shit out of everybody on the other team, so it, it's kind of looking like their Don Callis family is going into this thing just, you know, rested, well, muscular, the whole whatever. But I think this is where just the faces win. Yeah. Um, but but Teddy did Teddy did bring up uh, well Jericho could just turn. He could, yeah. But I mean, Abushi's lost like two matches in a row now, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that they want to keep him on a losing streak. Um, however, you know, Takeshita, Sammy, and Osprey, they could take an L. That's not going to hurt them. You know, you can build spinoff matches after this. You know what I mean? We already got the Osprey, Jericho. You know, I'm sure we, we'll get another Jericho and Sammy. I'm sure we'll get a Takeshita and Jericho. I'm sure any, you know what I mean, how we did with the last one, I'm sure any group of this we can make happen in, 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 in singles form. No problem. So, because of that, I, I have to go with the faces, with the uh, with the Y2 elite, if you will. Um, just because I think that that's, first off, Kenny could use the dub. Coda could yeah. use the dub. It's not so much about Jericho. It's more about Kenny and Coda. And yeah. they, they need a win. They need momentum. Uh, I, plus, if Jericho turns, where do we go from there? Exactly. Fucking stand still. That's where we fucking go. Uh, and I gotta be honest, I didn't like the dojo segment last night. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weak. It was um, very weak. Yeah, some of the shots were weak, very slow moving. I don't know what went wrong with it. Um, Super. Maybe maybe it was rushed or something. I don't know, but it just didn't <clears throat> didn't seem very realistic to me. I think they literally like talked it over and Don like explained it in English, and they were just like, "All right, well, we're gonna fumble bumble through it." Takeshi's like, you know, I speak Japanese, right? Don't worry about it, Takeshi. I got it. <laughs> Actually, the only shot that did look convincing was the kettlebell. Yeah, big time. That one for sure. Um, it was like, uh, other than that, it was very weird because they want, like, they went out there to try to, like, they had a fight. You know what I mean? Uh, Takeshi and Koda had a fight. They started yeah. rolling around and they were going for grapples and they were throwing some jujitsu shit. Fucking Don Callis sounds like a fucking MMA coach. Go for the top. Go for the choke. Go for the, like, shut the fuck up, Don. God damn, you're annoying. And and the student was like, you don't even go here. 
Oh yeah, and then he got knocked out in one fucking punch by the <laughs> dork. Yeah, um, Will's shot was awesome. Yeah, but the rest of the segment could have been better. But yeah, who are we to comment? Heard that. <laughs> um, and it's probably not going to be the main event, but it's the only match we got left. So, um, Adam Cole broke his ankle, or did he? Uh, MGF <sighs> is now defending the ROH tag titles in a handicap match against the Righteous. But so at the end of the show last night. Jay White gets beat up by a bunch of masked dudes. Mm-hmm. And the leader seemingly has MJF's devil mask. Ooh. Now, the the most logical conclusion I can come up with, and also probably the coolest, is that it was the kingdom, and they've been playing everybody all along. Ooh, I didn't think of that could have been Roddy. Oh, that could be Roddy under the mask. I didn't think of that. I thought it was Adam. Because... Well, yeah, Adam. That's but like, my thought. It was like, yeah, this is Adam getting revenge for his buddy. and Wasn't there four of them? Yeah, that's what, ma- so it would that's make what makes sense think- to be the kingdom. That would, Yeah, and then maybe he joined them. And they're all beating ass. I mean, he did, he did, he did leave with them. He yeah. did leave with them. So maybe Adam so. Cole's not really injured or as injured as he says. Um, I mean, but- in all honesty, we've seen the dude twist a mother fuck out of his ankle but i don't know if he broke it and tore liggies like, yeah you wouldn't have walked you wouldn't have worked on a broken torn liggy ankle bro because Britt baker shared some pictures of like his leg but we didn't see his face right that could have been anybody with a broken ankle could have been anybody with broke leg uh i mean we're just fancy booking here but i love how dirt sheet radio posted um, a picture of Adam Cole and MJF in the locker room, and you could see the mask in the background, and they were like, look, Adam Cole had the mask. In the- Wait, no, no, they were sharing a locker room. That was Wembley. MJF literally wore that mask that same night. I was going to say, I was like, that was a Wembley shot. What are you talking Like, I could recognize the seats. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's... But yeah, anyway, it, I mean, it still could be Adam Cole. That's that's what I'm leaning. But regardless, is this is a great little addition to this story. Now... Does the masked person help MJF? Does Adam Cole come out and miraculously make a, a quick recovery without surgery? You know, may, does Roddy try to be his partner or something? Like, what cool swerve can we get out of this? And I feel like one's coming. Yeah. I feel I don't. I do not think this is going to end up as a handicap match. I think somebody will show up to team with MJF. Somebody. Maybe Rod. Like I said, I'm th- maybe. I don't Roddy. know. Maybe- I'm thinking maybe it's going to be still be a handicap match, but these masked guys jump in that and help cool, MJF dude. win. I like that. Um, but speaking I, of MJF, like since the whole Jade thing, I've seen so many people jump on the train that oh, MJF's going to jump over next year too. He's not going anywhere. I can say, yeah. I know we were wrong about Jade, but I can say yeah. with much more certainty that MJF's not going anywhere. He's... Got everything he could possibly want in AEW. And he's not he stupid. Made, he knows he's never going to get to be MJF in WWE. No. Uh, they they can try to make him uh, a watered-down version of what he already is. And I assure you that he's not going to want that. Uh, and it's it's just... It, it could him could and now this is the ultimate question for the quote unquote experts that do a podcast and the YouTubes and the blah 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 blah. Could MJF do good into WWE? A fucking dressed up turd could do well in the WWE if it's pushing the right direction. I'm being dead ass. 
the problem with MJF is is right now he's getting over by literally saying the things you're not supposed to say. He's the people's scumbag. He's the devil. Blah 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 blah. He is literally the walking. He is the he is the jerk off in all the high schools, but he just so happens to be your friend. He's the ultimate bully at the high school, but he's still your friend. It's like how I don't fucking know. I don't know. He, but he's cool with me. You can't do that in the E. You're not going to be able to do that with the Seth. I mean, yeah, maybe with the Seth, you're not going to be able to overtop. They're not going to let you overtop Roman. They're not going to let you overtop, you know, a, 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 a Gunther or whatever. They're going to have to. They would have to turn him down at some point, and yeah. then you're going to kill his appeal. And it's like so. He it, it, just like Darby Allen. If there's anybody that I think is a lifer, it's MJF. I mean, look at him in the press conference for Wembley. Mm-hmm. He sounded like such a company guy. He has so much passion for AEW. Dude, um, he sounds Wembley more like year. an EVP. He sounds more like an EVP than the EVPs. <laughs> just saying. Fuck. I'm just make saying. him an EVP. Come on now. Um, he was excited for Wembley next year. He was trying to pitch a Mexico stadium. Yeah, dude. MJF is all AEW. He is a he is a he is a company guy, boy. He is a company guy. Leave it be. Um, and that is all of Wrestle Dream. Chris Reed accepts he will get his shot at your Captain's TV Championship on our Halloween special, October twenty sixth. Um, exactly a month away Minus two days, whatever um, So, you know what Let, Let's spice it up um, TV rules Longest promo wins Unless it's three minutes over your opponent The usual But gimmicks are allowed oh. Camera cuts are allowed Let's just go with a time Everything else is legal Oh, wow That's because a good one You can't really do a Halloween promo Without special effects Halloween, baby. Gotta be in the spirit. And that's Halloween covered, but our next special event is Promo Series 8, Chaos Theory. On November 23rd, where DC will will face the traditional winner stays on gauntlet. He will defend the Knowledge Championship against Teddy P, and the winner goes on to defend it against El Capitan. Yeah, boy. Uh, DC's in for a busy night as he and Moses also defend the Max Tag Team titles against the winners of the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament. It will be AJ Sparks and Beer, or myself and Cypher. The final comes your way next week. Ooh, can't wait. And speaking of Beer, he is also in promo action as he squares off against Michael Larkin for the first time ever. They've crossed paths before, but they never actually competed against each other. And that all changes at Promo Series in a Promo Exhibition. Yeah, boy. And finally, your main event. Cypher looks to finish the story that is a year in the making as he challenges Moses for the Max World Championship. Will he break out of the MDO shadow or will El, Al, will El Jefe continue to stand at the top of the mountain? All that plus Survivor Series predictions. Go to maxrossonnet.weebly.com slash promo series 8 for more information. And now it's that time of the week for the Geek of the Week. Oh, son of a bitch. Pencil-neck geek, pretty freak, scum-sucking beard with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. 
nothing but a pencil neck geek. This week's Geek of the Week, we're not stumbling, we're not bumbling, and we definitely don't have bad feed. It's the sound guy, it's TK, fuck <laughs> it, it could even just be AEW's full-blown production this week. I don't know, who you want to blame it on TBS, you want to blame it on the Colorado Rock, on the Colorado Air, I don't give a shit what you blame it on. So all falls on the, on the guy in charge being TK. Um, we do podcasts for fun, and... We do every now and again at times have technical difficulties and every now and again that happens. But guess what? We're able to fix it. How you had that many issues, audio, thank God they were all audio, no visual, but like that many fucking issues on your two hour show. Nobody's probably attempting to fix anything. I get you sent out an apology, but like what in the fuck, dude, that, that was bad. Um, that would drive away viewers. I promise you that. So I'm hoping not a lot of people went away, but like just sheer stupidity, not checking your cords, not checking your levels, not doing whatever you need to do in the sound room. Tony Khan, get you guys in line. You know, I, th- I think Tony might be in line for geek of the year. The amount of times he's been geek of the week. Well, I mean, he with you have this, you have the the media scrum where he sounded like a child. You have some of these other incidents where he just he looks bad, you know. And 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 I do remember there was a time where we said that this guy could almost do no wrong, and now we're looking at it and it's like you need people around you. It is time to get real people, not yes men, not yes men, like because that's what Vince's mistake has always been. He always hires mm-hmm. the yes men. You need people around you. They're going to tell you when you're fucking doing wrong. Yeah. Or when you need to shape up. And guess what, bud? You need to shape up. Mark, mark some B-Dry. Make them AVPs, too. Fast. Fast. Oh, God, please. All right, now time for this week's MVP of the week. I am going to give it to somebody who's won a bunch of matches lately, especially this past week. Um, Somebody who's getting pushed and may be a champion this time next week. That being Miss Julia Hart. Yeah, Julia, Julia. Little evil sweetheart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She's awesome. I hope she wins TBS title. And if not, you guys fumbled. Yeah, it's perfectly set up. Do, it do really it right. is, though. It really is. Uh, I mean, some people will probably say, hey, Jade's the MVP of the week, but we haven't seen her on TV yet, so give it time. I'm she, sure she when did, she debuts, she will be. I must say she's MVP in her own mind. She's got all this money and all that <laughs> shit, so fuck it. Who cares? You know, she's good on her own. Yeah, MVP is for who's made the biggest impact on TV this week, and that's Julia Hart. So uh, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than Jade Cargill rocked Tony Khan. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B Retro Rewind. Oh. My lord, Max Wrestling has been taking over on TikTok. We're going back at it, trying to get as many things as we can going. Uh... 
Bolt Rant is on there now. A, an American Talking Tottenham is on there now. We had a uh, an Arsenal fan jump in the comment section and say, uh, "We respect you." Which I don't. I think I think that's a fake Arsenal <laughs> fan. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that that really happened. So I'm I'm chalking it up to, to bullshit. Good old fashioned bullshit. But uh, Ange Ball will really get proven. I want to say Sunday against Liverpool. So. Oh yeah, yo! It's either Sunday or it's Saturday. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for Saturday because Sundays are always. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. anyway. Um, so those are happening. Um, there will be full length episodes coming. Those are that I promise you, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Again, like I said last week, it's hard to cover sports if you're not on fucking top of it. You you literally miss a week, and that's a lot going on. So we'll try to. I'll try to bring it out. Worst case scenario, I think I'm going to probably do like seven eight minute episodes, quick updates or whatever. But of course, you'll find them here on Max Wrestling, which will be fun. Um, same goes for Bolt Rant. You already know how that whole thing goes. The TSK are itching. Their palms are scratching. They've got five, six, seven different episodes they want to get going with. They want to talk about guys going to WWE, guys and ladies, I should say. They want to talk about um, is Tony Khan, does he need help? They want to talk about the all kinds of shit. And I know for sure they want to review Wrestle Dream. So that's the first thing to look out for is going to be a review of Wrestle Dream, which will probably drop either that Monday or Tuesday if we're able to get it out. So uh, other than that, you guys already know the game. If you want to make sure you we're up to, you got to follow us on all the lovely social media platforms. The evil Twitter machine, X machine, whatever we want to call it. I still call it Twitter. Uh, at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. And do not forget to hit the lovely subscribe button right here on MaxWrestling.com forward slash YouTube.com forward slash Max Wrestling. And check out the beautifully done website, MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com. Nice. Also the TikTok stuff. Hit the TikTok. Come on back to TikTok. We're literally getting mm. like little, the views are up. The, the guys are coming back. People are commenting. Come be a part of the group. Like there is on Facebook, there is a group in the TikTok. Let's be a family and we can have some fun. And, and if Chris Reed isn't the group MVP by um, promo series, then I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's if seriously. he can't do it, nobody can right now. I heard that. Damn it. T- God damn it, Trav. Slow down. Uh, we also should probably get back on threads too, but I'm uh, still not sure how it works. There's no hashtags or anything. Yeah, what the fuck? But anyway, um, with that said, join us next week for the final of the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament. Um, and I think we finally catch a break from pay-per-view predictions. I'm not sure when Fastlane is. Fastlane not might next be next week, week actually. Uh, fuck. Let me let me double check when Fastlane is. Let's see. Don't Fingers tell us crossed. we got pay-per-view predictions back-to-back. Uh, yes, we are predicting Fastlane next week. <laughs> All right, oh, then. I love it. So join us next week for the final of the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament and Fastlane predictions. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Oh, yeah. Too many pay-per-views. See you on Halloween, Chris. <laughs>